Welcome to another episode of Off the Fence. Uh, Katie was just telling me, I want to hear the story. She was backing into a parking spot. There was a rabbit and I almost ran over it. And I don't even know how I saw it. And I stopped and I waited for it to just kind of look around. And then it decided to go. It's not really that exciting, but. We're, but you missed it or you hit it? No, I didn't hit it. Okay. I wouldn't be functioning if I would have ran over it. I would have went home and just gone to bed and went, I'll just try again tomorrow. But I would figure from your, being, like growing up in the country. My rural upbringing. Yeah, that you hit many animals. I, I, there was an owl that hit me once, like flew into my truck <laughs> okay. and got stuck. That was the only animal. No, no. We did see a lot of, I mean, like a lot of things died, but no, I never ran over anything. Huh. So right. sad. Well. Sorry. That was random. We might want to start this one out. No, we're good. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Offense. I want to talk about uh, can people change? Do people change? Um, seasons change. Seasons change. Yes. Uh, in weird ways in South Dakota, but they do change. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about like, I think there's a, there's a split vote on this. Mm. On do people actually change or do we just do get Do they in, or can they? Do they? Yeah. Okay. I think there's a there's a split split vote on that. Sure. On on are you just gonna be who you've been mm-hmm. and kind of stay in that same rut, uh, slightly changing, but not yeah. like really to where. Okay. So I think, I mean, as a Christian, we believe they can. Yes. But do they? And so, hmm. I did some study and I told a story uh, to our team, and I want I thought this would be a good place for this story. There's a guy named uh, Mauricio Estrella or Estrella. 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 Mm-hmm. So he goes to work, works in kind of this cubicle world. This is a true story, by the way. Uh, works in this cubicle world, goes down, sits at his desk, and he's running late. So he he gets there, gets needs to get to work behind, and his computer does what a lot, especially in, in when there's a network system, that your your password has to change, and especially when you're in a hurry, I feel like right. it's like, oh, you're so in a hurry today. We need you to he's change. Late. Your he's late. Yeah. <laughs> and and his computer's like, welcome to work. Uh, <laughs> your password is now outdated, and so you need to change your password. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those like boiling point. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't take much of a nudge if you're already late, frustrated. Mm-hmm. And a detail here is I was reading this about him. He had been, he was running late because of stuff going on at home, um, didn't eat breakfast, had a meeting that he needed to to, to get to mm-hmm. so so that he doesn't get late to the meeting. He's got to cover some things on his computer first. Now his computer's like, sweet, I, <laughs> I know all of this. I'm here to taunt you. I want you to change your password. But one of the things that this article talked about, his story talks about, is that internally, it wasn't even all those factors. He uh, had just gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. And it was a, I guess the way he describes it, like brutal Devastating, divorce. yeah. And so deep, he, he talked about he was going into a deep depression, mm-hmm. um, struggling with who he was, mm-hmm. what, what was going on in life, just breaking his soul. And now he's, he's, he's at work, he's hungry, he's late, uh, he's hurt, and, and he's got to change his password. <laughs> and so he like stares at the, cursor and he thinks and this is this is his words i'm going to quote his words he's like i got to choose a password i'm going to use a password to change my life 
I love the phrase. Like, so I don't know even know what like what password would I put that would change my life. Normally, I'm like, what's the same password I use for everything or <laughs> whatever. And here's the password that he chose for his work computer that he knew would uh, have to be changed again in 30 days. That's mm -hmm. how often they had to change their password. Me alive. I know. His new password. And I quote, forgive at H3R, which spells out forgive her. <laughs> and this was his determination. He said that every time he'd come back from a break, from lunch, mm -hmm. show up at the beginning of the day, he would have to type into his computer, forgive her. Mm -hmm. And he said for a month, so he's going through this mantra. And he said, that constant reminder that I should forgive her led me to accept the way things happened at the end of my marriage and embrace a new way of dealing with the depression that I was drowning into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what a way. Incredible. What I, and I don't know, Sometimes when we think of even about forgiveness, so the change is his heart is getting hardened mm -hmm. in the midst of all this. All these other things are still pressing in on him. And he decides, no, I've got to change things. So he uses a password to do that. And I I, I think it's, I love that story mm -hmm. about I refuse to not change mm -hmm. or I refuse to change for the worse. Yes, I, I refuse to become yeah. where I'm going, yeah. So I love that. And then when I read that, uh, the same week, I heard a story about uh, a, a woman who, uh, two sisters, uh, uh, a woman was coming to our church for a Christmas mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to not come to the Christmas service alone, yeah. <laughs> which is for sure would be my MO. Like, Someone come with me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't mm -hmm. do this by myself. So she, she got her sister to go. Her sister, uh, not a fan of God, not a fan of church doesn't want to go, has a whole list of other things that she would rather do for, in this instance, a Christmas Eve mm -hmm. thing. But, but it's her sister. So she decides to come anyways because her sister was asking at that service that she went to, this, this woman who is like not even thinking about God gets gripped by God. Mm -hmm. Like has this moment where she's like, I... I feel like God is talking to me, mm -hmm. surrenders her life to God, mm -hmm. all unexpected, like just there for a sister. And then months later gets baptized at the church and is experiencing this life change, mm -hmm. but also another environment. That's why I love the story of this guy has a storm in his life, multiple ones, doesn't know how to fix it. So he changes his password and maybe his password will direct him. This girl goes to, uh, this woman goes to church, doesn't want to go to church, goes to church on behalf of her sister, all of a sudden experiences this life change. And I think it's one of those significant things that we should talk about. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why you're listening to this or watching this, but if you tune it off right now, at least here, I believe with my whole heart, you can change what needs to be changed in your life if you let God get involved, mm -hmm. that it can happen. Do not buy the lie that you just can't or mm -hmm. or. I know your situation may not be able to get like completely fixed, mm -hmm. but your heart can be changed for the good. So mm -hmm. I'm going to read um, Ephesians 4, uh, 17 through 32. So this is a lot, but with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they're hopelessly, hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds 
and harden their hearts against him. Sometimes we think against God, but so that's against life change. Mm-hmm. They have no sense of shame. Mm-hmm. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But, but that isn't what you learn from Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature. There's an indication. Mm-hmm. Can a person mm-hmm. change? Yes. But will they? Here, throw off your sinful nature and your formal way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception instead. Mm-hmm. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes to put on your new nature. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Mm-hmm. So, and here's a so. So in the Bible, it's like, so. Stop telling lies. I wonder if someone listening right now doesn't even realize they've been telling lies. Mm. And one of the lies is life can't get better. Mm -hmm. I can't fix this. I can't stop doing this. Mm. Or even saying something like, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. Like stop Mm -hmm. telling lies. Mm -hmm. Let us tell our neighbors the truth for we're all parts of the same body and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you're a thief, guess what? Here's the Bible says, quit stealing. <laughs> I love it. Like it's so blatant. Like, so neat. You took that. Neat. Okay, stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, use your hands for, for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Like just stop it. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Mm-hmm. Change, 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 change. Old, new, and, old, new. And then the classic, in case the Bible hasn't covered what you're walking through, get rid of, so change, get rid of all bitterness Most of us just need to stop there and spend a couple months. Get rid of all bitterness. I'm going to read this way. This will be accurate. Get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of all rage. Mm -hmm. Get rid of all anger. Get rid of all harsh words. Get rid of all slander. Get rid of all types of evil behavior. Instead, Mm -hmm. be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Mm -hmm. And, that stuff, I need my cup of do people change? It drains. I don't know if yours mm-hmm. does too. Mm-hmm. More I watch the news, mm-hmm. it gets depleted. Do people change? Do people uh, have heart changes? Do people mm-hmm. get back onto the path God designed them? Mm-hmm. I believe they do, mm-hmm. but I don't believe it's just this accidental random approach to life. And... uh one time I was, and this will sound cooler than it was, but one time I was with a group of other pastors and we were going to dinner with a guy who was coaching us. Mm-hmm. So we show up to the place to have dinner. We're talking blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden we realized that uh, our, the guy coaching us had brought another guest by the name of John Maxwell. Uh, if you don't know who John Maxwell is, uh, pretty well-known coach to all leaders, leadership yeah, leader guru. Coach, yeah. He's written over, I believe, over 80 books. I know. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> but uh, I all of a sudden find myself <clears throat> sitting at a table 
mm-hmm. where John Maxwell's sitting. So we all just start to get in our seats and I just happened to be, I'm sitting directly across from him mm-hmm. and just, he's asking questions about us. We're asking questions about him, just trying to learn from each other. And it was, it was in some of what he shared. <coughs> and then he eventually writes about this that I thought this is fitting for what we're talking about. Um, I know I'm doing a lot of talking, but I, I, I love to hear your voice. Yeah, yeah. But for those of us, I think this podcast episode is strictly one-sided in the sense, mm-hmm. all I want you to do is remember that people can change. Yeah. That's what you need to hear today. That's why you're, you accidentally are on purpose listening to this. <clears throat> so I want you to, here's John Maxwell, leadership guru, 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 guru. I don't know how to speak. G-U-R-U. <clears throat> Here's his assessment. I can tell you story after story after story after story of people changing. But here's what he said. And I thought this was insightful. We can talk about this maybe as we go through it. People change when they hurt enough that they have to. Mm. People change when they hurt enough that they have to. The most basic impetus for change is pain. Mm. I would agree with that one. I've seen so, that. And that's as simple as a kiddo touching a hot stove once and never doing it again yeah. to big complex adult problems that somebody's going through or decisions that they're making, or maybe not studying for a test and then you fail it. It could be as sim- simplistic as that or as complex as whatever else. Um, for sure. I'll never forget, yeah. I was at one of my best friends, Ben Rods' house, mm-hmm. and that is where I learned that things on the stove are hot. Yes. Good. When I reached up and touched, I don't remember what it was, a pot, a pan, something that was on the stove. Mm-hmm. And I was crying for quite some time. For sure. Probably and didn't do it again. I have since learned not to <laughs> grab a pan or a pot with your bare hands while mm-hmm. it's on the stove. You have bare hands? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're right though. Pain, pain can. And what's interesting about all of these though is I think- at the core of any, like I was telling you this the other day, cause it helped me with some stuff that I'm working through with people. But um, a lot of times anger, that's actually despair manifesting itself through anger. So an angry person is, is probably a hurting person. Um, and sometimes hurt can be a change agent. It can move us to change. Sometimes it can cause us to just isolate and, dig deeper. And so that's why I think it's important for people to know that people can change, to really own that and believe that, especially if you follow the way of Jesus, you you can believe it. That doesn't mean that you have to let yourself be in situations if yeah. they're not changing right in that moment, but the hope for it, the belief in it and the readiness to be part of it, I think needs to be there because sometimes if they're walking through pain and it hurts so bad, they need people that believe that change can happen to come alongside them. Yep. Um, yeah. That's why it's it's easy to take on the role of rescuer because mm-hmm. it's so fun. Um, <laughs> and it maybe gets old after a while, but but there's a bit of a helping someone get mm-hmm. like out of mm-hmm. the the worst of the worst, whatever it is. So as parents, we you're right off the bat. That's that's your role is to rescue your kid Absolutely. from crawling to almost the edge of the stairs and tell them. Right. But there comes a phase in parenting where you have to say. I think I know where you're heading and this is about, this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And you can give a bit of, hey, I don't think you should go that direction, but <laughs> but if that's what you do. Yep. And so I've learned that sometimes, and it's I, I just find it difficult that, to let people experience pain, but but 
But what I'm, I know people change sometimes when, when it hurts enough. Yeah. And one of the things that we talk a lot about on our team and the work that we do in the community is we can't carry somebody through pain, but we can walk with them through it yeah, um, and just be available to them. But we cannot rescue. We, that, that does not help anybody. Yep. Now, obviously we pull somebody out of a fire, but when we're talking about general things, you, you can walk with people through the hard stuff, but you can't carry them through it. So. The worst thing is not pain. The, the worst thing is letting pain redefine Absolutely. who you are yeah. and what. And, okay, mm-hmm. the second one that he said, and uh, people change when they see enough that they're inspired to. So there's a little bit of that future mm-hmm. picture mm-hmm. of of maybe someone else's life that they're inspired by or, mm-hmm. or a moment they're inspired. Maybe it's a you know, kind of an epiphany kind of a moment. But, mm-hmm. but Even a teacher, an encourager, a coach, like somebody who speaks into their lives even and gives them hope or speaks something over them for sure. Yeah, like when you're emotionally moved, mm-hmm. sometimes that's enough to, mm-hmm. to move you, to get you rolling a little bit. It's the story of the guy who's, <clears throat> heartbroken over divorce, running late, has meetings, all of a sudden mm-hmm. I change the password. And then this simple thing of fine, mm-hmm. I'm going to stare this down right mm-hmm. now. My mm-hmm. new password is forgive her for 30 days. Mm-hmm. That's inspiring to me to go, you know what? Mm-hmm. Maybe something I need to change mm-hmm. can be as simple as what's my next password. Yeah. yeah. Literally yep. that inspires us. Uh, so pain, inspiration, uh, people change when they learn enough that they want to. Mm. It's the, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but sometimes we're just ignorant mm-hmm. uh, of, of of what can happen, mm-hmm. of, of a life that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot about that though, when, when um, people want to, for health, maybe it's not an emotional change or, or something. Maybe it's actually more of a habitual thing, like the food that they're eating and they learn what's in it or what it's yeah. doing to their body. And they go, oh no, I... <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. So it could be interpersonal. It could be something, you know, emotional. But sometimes it's just like that for me is the one that I think for people, the physical change that often happens is because they learn enough to make them want to change what they're doing. I do think this is the most mishandled one. For sure. And I mean that. And I think there's groups of people who don't know what is available for them to know. Mm Mm-hmm. And so the reason that they're on the fence about stuff mm-hmm. is just because they're just not doing the work yeah. to learn what it needs to be. The amount of people who are like, I follow Jesus, I love Jesus, but don't know the Bible. Mm-hmm. They don't read it. They don't know it. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to follow even though it's all in there. But likewise, the flip side, the abusive is where we think the information solves everything. Right. And it doesn't. It, no. it, it, yeah. like, <laughs> do you know how long I've known that donuts are unhealthy? I mean, like, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? That, and- Information sometimes is mm-hmm. seen as uh, the savior. If we just mm-hmm. educate everybody, mm-hmm. then everyone will make the wise decision. And more often than not, we find studies show, and even just life experience shows, that people have the information. They're not just applying. They're not yeah. applying it. So that's why I think in this this one is probably the most abused one, where sure. we have we're going after too much information mm-hmm. and no application mm-hmm. or. Um, we're not even going after We like to stay in the dark, yeah. So I thought this is a bit, so he did, he gave a fourth one. Uh, People change when they receive enough Mm -hmm. that they're able to. Sometimes it's literally that tangible need Mm -hmm. that gets met Mm -hmm. that 
provides this this absolute major shift and changing, like mm-hmm. now getting out of a rut. Mm-hmm. As a church, we try to provide literal community for people, friendships, mm-hmm. accountability. Uh, Celebrate Recovery is a great example. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you you got this hurt or this habit, this hang, hang up thing that you got. Mm-hmm. Then we want to connect you to someone mm-hmm. and a group of people and be with you. Sometimes it's literally that tangible. Yes. We'll provide you with that. Mm-hmm. And even a time that you can go to. Consistent. Yep. Yeah. And then, I don't know. I've had, you and I, I mean, I think of stories where someone has, especially early on in our marriage, like, hey, here's a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even know the whole story of that hundred bucks. Mm-hmm was a game changer for us. Absolutely. Someone bringing groceries, like, yeah. hey, I'm moving. Can you want, you want what's in my freezer? Mm-hmm. That was a game changer. Actually, I think that's over 20 years ago. That that has shaped us. Mm-hmm. For sure. I Again, though, all of these, it's, it's about paying attention and recognizing because I think we all have a responsibility within our own lives to, to do the work, to not stay the same. Yeah. Uh, because like we should be always changing because we're moving towards Jesus. Like, like that's, we should not stay stagnant and be willing to change. Um, but on the flip side, being willing to help other people change. And I think for the being on the receiving end of that stuff has one made us so intentional about being generous and, and give, we want to give yeah. um, out of that same heart but also being seen because I don't think it was just the hundred dollars and it wasn't just the the giant box of groceries that yeah. I know we talk about all the time, but it was, that was a pivotal moment in our life, both yeah. of our lives oh, yeah. separately and collectively. I think it was that we felt seen. Some Somebody saw us yeah. and we were in a season where we felt really maybe not worthy of that kind of um, care or, or to be seen or noticed. Mm. And it, for me, it was an emotional and a tangible connection. I uh, so I let me review and I I reworded these. I just I don't know. I feel convicted that I think it's easy to just see so much brokenness in our world mm-hmm. and say, "Yeah, people don't people just don't change anymore." They they everybody's terrible. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of <laughs> get in their thing, and that's and that's mm-hmm. all they care about. So let me summarize what John Maxwell was saying. Not that it needs to be summarized, but but this helps me. If right now you want to get involved in helping someone change their life, mm-hmm. right? and you're like, I want to do something with my life. I'm, I'm tired of just watching the world pass by. It, here's, here's one based on what we're learning about how people change. Uh, help hurting people. Mm-hmm. When you come across someone who's hurting, don't try to think, how do I hand them off or how do I avoid this this <laughs> difficult conversation? Help hurting people. Like, how are you? If you're married, how are you and your spouse? How are you and your family? How's mm-hmm. your workplace? How's your business? How's your school? How's your class? Mm-hmm. How are you? How's your group of friends? Helping hurting mm-hmm. people. How mm-hmm. are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And hurting people is don't just like lock it into someone who is uh, physically without mm-hmm. uh, some food. Mm-hmm. Like there are hurting people all over. How are you helping hurting mm-hmm. people? Another one, how are you inspiring stuck people? Mm-hmm. If if you talk to someone and they're like, I just feel stuck or I, or I don't know what to do. And you're like, I don't know what great advice to give them. Maybe it's not the advice, but could you follow up later that week with some, mm-hmm. here's, here's some scripture that's meant a lot to me mm-hmm. or, 
or maybe you could get them a gift or mm-hmm. a, a, here's a coffee. Just inspire them that yes. they've been seen and heard and that inspire stuck people. Mm-hmm. Uh, inform uninformed people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basic, but uh, if people lack information, if someone says, hey, I want to know how to do this. I just don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Help them find out the information mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then supply under-resourced people. Mm-hmm. When someone's like, I would, if I could, I just need a boost in this. Mm-hmm. Help, maybe, maybe that's your God bringing you into that person's life or that church's life or that mm-hmm. um, business life like where they're under-resourced. They don't have what they need. I'm going to supply that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell people, if you want to change someone's life, serve in the kids' ministry of your local church. Yeah. And you will immediately begin to have long-term, generational, life-changing impact. But, all right. Stop saying people don't change. They do. But they need you and I, they need us to help them get mm-hmm. into that mode of doing the change that needs to be done. That's good. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening or watching or how you do this. Until next time, we love you. Bye, friends.